Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose, where we take a subversive look at all the celebrity gossip you want and some you never knew you needed. We'll take a deep dive into the hidden meanings of what's really going on in the world of pop culture, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Hello, everybody, and welcome. I'm Emily Rose, and this is the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast a podcast about pop culture and zeitgeisty things. And um, that whole zeitgeisty things uh, addendum is there because basically we just talk about, you know, whatever we want. <laughs> Why am I like referring to myself in the royal we? Um, just, you know, general, interesting things that are out there in the ether that need endless analysis, I'm going to say, uh, that are like sort of pop culture adjacent. So like cults, diet culture, um, you know, uh, weird religious stuff, weird charity things, like just a little of this, little of that. Um, I've been seeing some of you guys tag me in your troll strolls. Uh, nothing warms my little trolly gremlin heart more than seeing that. Um, if anyone else is like just out for a troll stroll, especially if you're listening to this podcast while doing a troll stroll, oh my god, like send me a photo or like tag me or something because you'll make my day. I mean, like a fall is kind of made for troll strolls, right? Like it, it's where we get to drop any remaining pretense of looking hot at all times in case you know we haven't already. Uh and we're up to date on what the definition of a troll stroll, right? It's like the antithesis to the hot girl walk. You, you go out, there's no minimum distance. Um, ideally, you want to look unapproachable and have uh, be presenting like a bad attitude. Um, and you want to wear like your clothes that are kind of like when it's like laundry day and you only have your like weird clothes that you wouldn't really wear out, but they're pretty comfortable. So you're kind of happy that that's all that's left, but you also hope like no one's going to see you. That's an ideal uniform, but it's like, it's very much a, like, there's no rules. So just wear what you want. Um, 
I want to tell you guys about this comment that I got this week. Uh, so I I post my little videos on the internet, and then I get comments of all varieties, and some of them just tickle me in a way that I can't explain. Like just make me so happy. This one for some reason was like my favorite comment I've ever gotten. And it wasn't even on my video. Um, it was on another creator. Um, actually, Ali starts a cult who will be on the podcast uh, soon enough, I think in the next couple weeks. Uh, but she's trying to set up her own podcast and is getting frustrated. And someone tagged me wrote, it's become a whole thing uses a shitty laptop and had her microphone backwards for half her podcast at first. And her podcast is great. You can do it too. shitty laptop and backwards microphone is right uh not even backwards mic for half of the podcast at this point on this day it's about 95 percent of my podcast because i was only told about this uh like uh, two or three weeks ago so yeah if i can fucking do it you can do it too um, but I do need to update you guys. Um, the shitty laptop has finally crossed over the rainbow bridge. Um, she is no longer with us. So I've upgraded. And uh, now she's just lukewarm. She's not overheating. She's not too hot, not too cold. She's just right. So we're getting a little swankier. We're not a full on uh, glossy studio yet, but we're crawling our way to uh progress actually someone else messaged me and said like that she enjoyed the evolution of the pod and i don't know like the people that have been here since the beginning since about a year now i'm not quite sure how you've stuck it through i'm somewhat baffled and very amazed that you've stuck it through the various lessons <laughs> and hard fails that have gone on in the process of getting this up and running. Um, this week, we have Laura Danger on the pod. Um, you might know her as That Darn Chat. She's great. Um, I've had her a couple of times on the Patreon before. Um, we like venting about the same things and we like talking a lot about the 2000s. So she's just, she's always lovely to have on. Um, and we get into 2000s tropes. Um, that appear in TV movies and basically just like just laugh at the concepts that we got swept up in and all the ways that we were trying to be cool when we were younger and it was kind of fun and a little therapeutic I I hope you guys have as much fun uh listening as I had recording it uh the the Patreon this week it'll be Midnight's related with Sammy P like look I'll just say this here in whole thing industries. I don't, we don't have a name yet for like the listeners of the pod. If you have ideas, let me know, but we're a divided nation. Like some of you guys are just here for Taylor content and some of you guys cannot stand any Taylor content. And so I try to strike a balance, but this week, like midnight release week, like you just need just, just let me have this and then we'll get back to only a light sprinkling of mentions of her throughout but like the patreon's gonna have to be just midnight's analysis um so before we get into it um thank you huge 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 thank you to all of those who have rated this podcast so far uh i see the ratings going up slowly and steadily and uh 
I I love it. It makes me so happy. Once again, um, external validation. Thank you. That's really what I'm here for. Um, So yeah, if you haven't already, add yourself into that mix uh, and download, subscribe. Um, Hey, share this with a friend, post it on your social, like just, you know, get the word out. And uh, in exchange, I'll give you a little kiss on the forehead. So, you know, it could be like, we can help each other. Uh, All right. So that's about it for me. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay. And we're back with the lovely Laura Danger, aka That Darn Chat. How's it going, Laura? It's really great. I'm so excited to talk about this topic with you today. Oh my God. It's always a good day when we get to record together. Yeah. Yeah. I just cannot wait. I'm like the biggest fan of your content. And I just like, every time we record together, I feel like I need to get through 15 minutes of just like fangirling. Um, But have you ever been on the main pod? I know you've been on the Patreon a bunch. I don't know. This is going right to Maine, baby. This is this is going. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe I did, um, but I don't know. Hey, if you're hearing from me for the first time, yeah, I'm yeah. Laura. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. So, yeah, for anyone like who hasn't seen what you do, um, I call you the bad marriage bone collector. Um, <laughs> do you want to like give any new listeners like a quick like you know? the what? Yeah. Um, I guess I talk a lot about like mediocrity and the low expectation of equality in partnerships. And so I take like trending topics and trending videos that make men out to be bumbling fools and like people who can't hear or see things around the house or participate or know their kids. And I break down what's going on and yeah. So I, I talk about like patriarchy and misogyny and how that manifests in mostly cishet partnerships. But really, I mean, if, if you've ever had a job, it bleeds over into work too. It's all over. Yeah. Yeah. It's everywhere. And it's just like, it's so, it's perfect. It's so subversive. Um, it makes me want to go and like tell off my imaginary deadbeat husband. <laughs> I'm not married, but it makes you want to like, it like empowers me, (laughs) but I I love it. And like, yeah, it's basically just taking like the worst kind of humor, like that's genuinely not funny and actually just so sad for the subjects of it. And you're like, is it funny? Uh, Actually, it's not like, is it funny that none of these dads on the street know their child's like middle name or like name of their school in case of emergency or uh, anything about them is that is that funny (laughs) it's like it's so weird it's so weird that it's like a whole genre and like the biggest thing I've been thinking about lately is the fact that there literally is no joke in a lot of these like they're (laughs) just presenting a real situation and then just being like see that's funny like, it's really funny that I don't know these things. That is a joke. And yeah, it's just not. It's so silly. Yeah. And it's like, I think on the internet, like everyone's trying to be relatable. So everyone's like, oh my God, you know that feeling when, you know, X, Y, Z. And it's like, 
okay, so everyone has like these flawed lives. Everyone has flawed relationships. So I think they're trying to like have this moment of being like, oh yeah, we can all connect on this, right? We all know men. That's what they're like. (laughs) like, And then when you get that and there's no people like you in the picture, there are always like so many people in the comments being like, oh my God, totally. LOL. Like my husband. Oh my God. And it's like, they're like laughing and I'm like, oh, (laughs) oh, run. Yeah. I kind of like, I love when I get tagged. I love when I get tagged like a hundred times in something. And then, um, I don't know. It's, it's almost like they'll get Laura dangered once and then they will either lean into it and they'll just like double down at this is funny. You should like, they'll be like, who hurt you? Or like, it's like the the patriarchy. Literally the world, like anyone like you that I have to freaking interact with. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll just be like, you're so humorless. And I'll just be like, you're not funny. Um, but I just kind of hope that like, I will help that die out. Like, I will make it so annoying for these people to make these stupid jokes that eventually they'll be like, oh, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to keep making this joke. Yeah. I want to bully them. Well, it it like it kind of ties into actually what we're going to get into today, which is like themes, um, movies from the 2000s. And it's like, you know, we grew up in the time of like mom and pop shows like those just like Friday night or what, whatever. It was like those weekday just like. TGIF. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I was like, am I making this up? Yeah, there was a TGIF. Um, but it was always like it was the original, like bumbling dad and like, oh geez. Oh yeah. Um, and that still lingers today. And so it's like, yeah, you're there to be like, let's just like take the axe to this finally. Like, you know, right. If you're laughing, like, uh, maybe stop and listen to like the many people the the many Laura Danger tags or just like all the people being like are you okay like (laughs) I I think there can be also there can be a bit of a mob mentality sometimes on the internet with things that aren't problems that's it can kind of like cross wires with that but Mm -hmm. a lot of it is very just sad and should be dealt with so (laughs) yeah that's and that's like the caveat to this is I try really hard not to actually put a target on an individual's back when I do this. Like I will find a joke and then I will look at their hashtags and it'll be like the way that moms eat versus dads eat. And it's like, there are like a hundred of the same jokes with like the mom has to do everything. And then the dad is like happily eating his hamburger. If you click the hashtag or you search that joke in TikTok or Instagram, you can just scroll. It's like 500 of somebody making the same joke. So I'll try to like frame that joke in the context of society so that it's like, hey, stop making this freaking joke in an effort to take that down versus a person. Yeah. And and like that, and that's it too. Like, it's very clear that you're not coming from this like malicious place like you're coming from a very like kind perspective and you're also not like there's a lot of like very heavy prescriptive stuff on tiktok where it's like if this has happened to you that means you've had this trauma happen and it's like whoa Mm -hmm. i I get sucked into that stuff where i'm like am i is is that my trauma yeah (laughs) but you don't you like (laughs) you you keep it like just like nice and like you're not saying like your relationship is like horrible and toxic, which is like what we're all thinking. Um, but but you're like asking questions and or just being like, hey, 
try leaving the house. Just go and enjoy yourself. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's coming from a good place. And meanwhile, we're all sitting by the screen being like, actually just, just go, just leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it depends on my mood. I will be a little bit more direct some days, but yeah, basically I just want everyone to stop making these jokes. I want to bully the jokes off the internet. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I'm okay also with those men being bullied a little bit. Um, but you know. There are a few. There are definitely a few in my comment section that could stand to be uh, swirlied. Yeah. Bullying's not always bad. You know, that's something. <laughs> Where's that conversation? <laughs> um, okay. So I want to get into like the topic today, um, which is talking about tropes of the 2000s, like specifically tropes of women that women were fit into. And um, I did an episode like a few months back with uh, with Shannon Burns about the manic pixie dream girl concept. And you brought forth the idea of like getting into kind of like the tomboy concept, like slash like weird girl. And I think there's a lot to say too about both of those and kind of the relationship between them. Um, but first, I'm just curious, like what sparked that idea? So the other morning, um, I was playing some like pop playlist for kids, like clean playlist for kids. And S Club 7 came up. <gasps> oh my God. Did you ever listen to S, S Club 7? S Club Oh yeah. As soon as you said that, I pictured them jumping in the air and doing the S. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) So it sent me down this rabbit hole of like, uh, S club bewitched. There was a song called Supergirl, Um, and then I was like Josie and the Pussycats and I landed on Josie and the Pussycats and I played it for my husband. And he was like, I've never heard this song in my life ever. And I was like, what? You've never, you've never seen Josie and the Pussycats? And he was like, no. And I was like, have you ever seen Spice World? And he's like, no. And my my head exploded. And I was like, I wanted to be Rachel Lee Cook so bad. And so we watched it the other night. And that's what brought me to that. Oh my God. Who didn't want to be Rachel Lee Cook? Like in the 90s or like 90s, I guess, 2000s? Like. For me, it was like, she's all that, right? That was Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think that's something that we kind of talked about in the Manic Pixie Dream Girl episode, which is like, just that classic, like, makeover where they like, just take their glasses off and straighten their hair. <laughs> like, now you're beautiful. Yes. But there were also a lot of like, Josie and the Pussycats of like, very, like, kind of like, strong girl power. There was that movement. Um, and I want to kind of label it as sort of like superficial, but like, I think it helped way more than it harmed. Like I was very swept up in it. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's like, it's so weird now to look back with all the iterations of like feminism that we've seen since then. It's hard to like have perspective on it, but I think that was a good thing. Uh, Being like. I want to say I was in late middle school when that came out. And I remember like prior to seeing Josie and the Pussycats, I had like kind of longer hair and like these kind of, I was so awkward. I had these like wispy bangs that I couldn't figure out how to style. And 
I have a photograph of myself. I took a picture of Rachel Lee Cook to the hairdresser and I was like, <laughs> this is what I want. And I have this picture of myself like wearing a ball bearing necklace. And like, do you remember those shirts that were um, tank tops with like the British flag in sparkles? Oh my God, yes. You just actually unlocked, unlocked a memory that's very uncomfortable for me, which is that I had one that was like British flag sparkles and then it was camo over top and it said combat angel. Oh and I God. wore this constantly. <laughs> combat angel. Oh my God. I don't know what it meant, but I, <laughs> it was my favorite. There's such a, like I looked up, two th- it was 2001, I think, when that came out. And I was looking up like alloy and like um, Delia's yeah. style from that time. and. It was such a shift for me. Like you said, like it was really nice for me to see an alternative to like the cool girl because I never was a cool girl until then. I was like the Molly from American Girl Dolls. I was like, (laughs) I'm the tomboy. And then I was like, wait, I can be your punk rock dream girl. (laughs) What? (laughs) I want to be that. Yeah. Because I feel like you were kind of like of the like few throwback photos I've seen, like you seemed kind of punk rock. Like I was like a pure poser. I like truly. Oh no. <laughs> I truly pretend like I tried to like the music and I just, it never fully happened, but I was like, I think this is cool. And this will get me attention from boys. Maybe out of the pussy cats, which one did you identify with the most? Um, I mean, I think I thought that they were all like too cool for me to even like <laughs> imagine myself in it like all I could really imagine was like a pre-makeover like Rachel Lee Cook who is still like you know yeah gorgeous would, amazing yeah, gorgeous yeah, yeah yeah but like but that like I, I mean I saw myself as a nerd and I was a nerd so I was like it wasn't even attainable it would be like I was gonna say it would be like imagining myself as one of the Spice Girls but I did do that and I was baby you were probably. baby okay yeah but which which one were you a ginger. Oh, oh my God. I am like developing a theory that <laughs> the actual like <laughs> coolest people currently that I know, like they were ginger people. Like I feel like she, she was like the leader, but also kind of got like overlooked in some ways, at least amongst me and my friends. Like, I don't know. It was just sort of like, eh, whatever. Just the redhead. Like it's like, are we going to be the fashion one or the one with the lollipop? But yeah, like Ginger. Yeah, Ginger was cool. She yeah. was edgy. Yeah. I find you, it's interesting you bring out my throwback photos. Um, I recently had to like dig through a bunch of my pictures, which is why I've been posting some of those throwbacks. Um, and so I, my history is like, I, I was, I wanted to be Josie and the Pussycats. I wanted from the pussycats I wanted to be like really edgy because I didn't feel like I fit in and um I was a troubled youth it was a very troubled youth and uh I went I was in rehab by the time I was 17 and I remember you know I was in therapy I was sober for the first time um which sounds crazy to say at like 18 I was like sober for the first time in a couple of years but um I had a caseworker there who came to me one day and was like, Laura, you don't have to be a badass. And I was like, hmm. 
Hmm. Like she called me on my bullshit for kind of like this act I was putting on. And I think about that. She's like, maybe you're a little bit of a poser. (laughs) Yes. Yes. She like saw through my bullshit. And every time I feel like I'm being tough or like taking on more than I need or just like acting, I don't know that always in my head, I'm always like, you don't, you don't need to be Josie. You don't need to be ginger. Like you can be who, who is the tender one? I don't know. I can be the tender one. Oh my God. Wow. Like there's like these people that in our, all of our lives who have said some comment, like some off the cuff comment that has made their way into like our hearts and minds. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I sort of had a, a parallel sort of thing, but like when I was older, but it was completely unrelated, but um, I was like around a fire pit and I, I think I was just like trying to carry too many logs over the fire pit. I was trying to be like, I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't, I'll get the logs. Like it doesn't need to be the man, but I was just like, it was ridiculous. Like I was just taking on too much. And one of the people around fire, she was like, you know, you don't always have to struggle so much. <laughs> Because, like we knew each oh, other like yeah and, 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 and she was like Australia was like you don't have to struggle so much oh, it's a terrible Australian accent but like it was just <laughs> the way she said it and it like reverberated through my soul and I think about that all the time where it's like am I taking the most complicated route just to prove something to myself and to people around me or do I like can I just take the easy way yeah wow wow <laughs> you don't have to be a badass you don't have to carry it Aww. Yeah, you can. We can take the path of least resistance. Wow, we're getting we're getting right into it. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So I, um, I want to talk about just the label of tomboy because as soon as you said that too, like I think you sent me like a brief message about what you wanted to get into, but it was just it really like started to like evoke this whole kind of like world for me of like just remembering tomboys like even just the fact that that was a thing it's so funny now given like this world where like the youth are like they've moved past gender like they're like (laughs) they're over Mm -hmm. it um but the tomboy like aesthetic and mentality really just feels like most women and like femmes of today it really just feels like the majority of of us you know yeah like if you think about what made a tomboy a tomboy and like when you think about gender all of the time you know um women have much more permission to like step out to transgress their gender role yeah and like there was the metrosexuals of the 2000s yeah and you could be like an edgy girl and like wear boys clothes or like I would go to Pacific Sunwear, Pack Sun, and I'd get like boys' <laughs> yes. clothing. Yes, Pack Sun. <laughs> oh my god! And I would—I thought it was like so cool and like trendy, but I knew that it was a transgression. Like I was a tomboy, but now it's like a norm. But that's also like a good distinction to make that, like, to be a tomboy, like it was always cool. It was always like a cool thing to do if you were able to fit it. But if you were the opposite which is like basically a metrosexual or a man who dares to groom himself. Um, (laughs) Like that was negative. It had a negative connotation. Yes. Yeah. Like, why do you think that is or that was? It's always the patriarchy. Yeah. It's always the patriarchy. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Because 
chasing after the male ideal or the masculine ideal is like, you can go in that direction, but you cannot idealize femininity. Right. It's like men are at the top. So if you're trying to like emulate them, that's good because they're the ideal, like superior (laughs) version of of a human you Mm -hmm. could be. But then if you're like a man and you're being feminine, that's like a downgrade kind of. And you know what? This is interesting. Thinking about it in that direction, um, like let's look at Mean Girls, okay? The hyper feminine or like, I'm going to use air quotes here because I the slutty ones are yeah. always, there's always like slutty stupid. There's this yeah. like yeah. Tara Reid even in- um, American Pie. And Josie and the Pussycats. Oh no, Josie and the Pussycats. Both. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, both. Yeah. She has been treated horribly. Yeah. But the slutty stupid one was always like a thing in all these movies. Yeah. And it's like hyper feminine, hypersexual, and it was always bad. Yeah. And even just anything verging into feminine, any characters that were very feminine, there was an element of and they're dumb. Right. Like, even like Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde, like she was a lawyer, she was smart, but like the like joke of it was that she's also like a ditzy airhead, obviously, because she has a pink computer, you know? Right, right. <laughs> like, right. obviously, yeah, obviously she's a little dumb, but actually she's smart, like crazy. Right. She can be feminine and <laughs> smart. That's, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and yeah. like that movie... That movie is almost like self-aware of how ridiculous it is. Yes. Which is what makes it that. And like House Bunny is another one that I really like. Yeah. And I say that like, I think Legally Bond still holds up today. Like it's excellent and like self-referential. Same with House Bunny with Anna Faris. Like, yeah, both of those women, like the stars, like Anna Faris and Reese Witherspoon are very like bright women so and they can like play with that image so yes. yeah they did a good job of that um but yeah it is interesting this like yeah the the tomboy um of it all because it's like it's like basically this character who is independent and not dressing for the male gaze or not do and not doing things for the male gaze and like that's mm-hmm. it basically and so that's like most of us now <laughs> but it's like so yeah. It was such like on this crazy pedestal. And like, I mean, I know you and I have done a lot of just like looking back at like the 2000s and like just analyzing like the culture of the time. But I've had, I I think I'll always be like peeling layers of the onion of like how that has like made me like who I am. Mm -hmm. But I guess I'm like a year or two in of like trying to figure out how to dress myself. So this is like this big project of mine. and. The first like iteration of that was like basically remembering how much I love pink. Like, and that Uh was something when I was really little, everything was pink. And now in my 30s, everything once again is back to pink. Like I'm saying this like pink nails, I have pink pants that just have a frame, like picture everything that can be is pink. Um, but then I kind of like recently hit this like new wave of realization where like that really does suit my personality, but what doesn't is like tight clothes. And mm-hmm. I kept like reaching for tight clothes because I was like, well, I think this is like what is fashionable. And luckily, like um, 
I, I've been doing all my shopping with Oliver, who's like super into fashion. He's like, you're associating like fashion with basically being like uncomfortable and wearing like the clothes that it seems like you think you should be wearing. But it's like style is about being cool and like feeling comfortable in yourself. And that could look like a totally shapeless like outfit that you're just really excited to wear. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and like, you know, I've been like trying on things that are like a large and he's like, try on the XL, like see how that like, see, see how you like going mm-hmm. like a size up. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, hadn't thought about that. That's really interesting when you look at the context of like the tomboy being cool because I think you know I I totally dress like a tomboy like you look back at my pictures and I'm definitely like styling myself in a specific way yeah and I had those like um Japanese street style books from Urban Outfitters <laughs> the like vice <laughs> yeah, yeah, ones yeah, that yeah, they yeah. sold and I wanted to be that so bad because I was I was styling myself for other people a little bit. Um, but it's really weird. Like you said, like I'm I'm also going back lately. Like I, I went away from that for a while and then I came back. It like comes full circle yeah. where I can pick up some of the things that I did feel really comfortable in then and just like, oh, style is weird. Yeah. That's a well, fun journey to be on. It, well, it is. It's funny you say like Japanese street style because as far as like Oliver's concerned, that's, that is kind of his aesthetic a little bit. Like I call it Korean street style beats Ohio dad. Like that is truly like, <laughs> that's his vibe. And yes. um, like he loves like khakis and sneakers, but also these like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, But like, it's been a real like eye opener of how many weird little like things I've internalized, like what I'm supposed to do. Cause he'll be like more like excited when I'm wearing it. Like, um, this like this extra large shirt that I got from Costco because I'm like I do feel good in it versus like a dress that I thought looked cute but I'm kind of like pulling at it and like uh, uh, like <laughs> but he's just like he keeps me like look there you go like it do- it doesn't have to be that complicated like actually think about like just what you would be wearing if like no one was around I'm like wow oh, that's true yeah because for some people, I'm uh, sure, like, not to say, like, oh, don't wear form-fitting clothes. It's like, if wearing tight clothes, like, makes you feel your best self, like, yes, then do that. It's just, like, I've never felt comfortable in those types of outfits, even when I'm feeling, like, very good about my physical self. That's something I have to learn as an adult is, like, it's cool if you look really good in that and do that really well. I don't have to do it, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard because I think you look great and I want to look as great as you do in that. Yeah. But that's you looking great doing that or like, wow, you're really good at playing guitar. I want to play it. No, I want to (laughs) watch you play guitar. Like that's really hard for me to suss. No, I, it's not clear to me. And the more that I've been kind of like digging into all this I'm just realizing that there's a lot of people that feel this way like until I had embarked on this whole thing I truly thought everyone else had figured it out at some point and I just missed the boat um and so I gotta like (laughs) catch up but I think I don't think it's clear to a lot of people I when I was realizing that I thought everyone was stylish I'm like actually like it's really it's like a handful of people that I'm friends with who like just have like a 
full outfit and it looks incredible and like accessorized but that's what brings them joy like to put an outfit together and so I'm like yeah I'm just selectively like focusing in on these like fashiony people that I I have met and then I'm like see it's it's everyone but me (laughs) but it's like no I'm thinking now about okay you and I both had the the same shirt essentially like as a 10 year olds or whatever. Oh yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I think like, what's so interesting is that these movies and things and like these tropes, you and I, I, you know, like I was gender, you were baby. Like, it's so interesting that we also probably modeled ourselves after these like harmful anti-feminine, like these ridiculous, like fucked up made by men. Yeah. Like, boxes yeah that influenced me oh my god and then like and I think the Spice Girls were like older when they got together than a lot of like a lot of the other pop stars that that I was looking up to that were like literal kids like teens and yeah and and so men were like deciding on what they should wear and deciding about like what they should sing about about like getting down like and we were just like taking that in and like even if you logically can like look back and know that like okay that's fucked up and I don't agree with that now like it's still in our subconscious oh yeah oh yeah um okay so we were talking about kind of like the the alt girl, punk rock girl trope. Yeah. Of course, there's a manic pixie dream girl. But on the outskirts of that, isn't there also like the traumatized, carrying too much, um, jaded older sister or like side character? Yeah. yeah. Who actually is the main character? In, like, yeah, there's that one that was there, too. And sometimes it was even the younger sibling. It was like the extremely like precocious younger sibling who like had a really big vocabulary and like wisdom about relationships. <laughs> and they were like eight. <laughs> the like adultified. Okay, who are you picturing? Um, I think I'm picturing like in 500 days of summer, like there was like a sibling who's like, who kept being like, if you want to get her back, like obviously you have to do this and this. But like, I, I don't know. I just... I feel like that's like a thing there was like the precocious younger sibling and the grumpy yes. older sibling but they were both it's kind of true like they were the real actual smart ones yeah they were like the sage I'm thinking of um 10 things I hate about you there's like the older sister who I guess is kind of the main character yeah. um but there are so many main characters of that one but yeah. she's like edgy traumatized like I don't know that I always related to that character but I wanted to be that or the manic pixie dream girl like I wanted to be that oh my god of 100 percent uh 100 percent I wanted to be Julia Stiles in every movie like 10 things I hate about you save the last dance like just I I think I was gonna say Othello but that actually was pretty messed up movie um but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyhow but like but yeah and then the manic pixie dream girl 100 like i saw garden state and i was like this is gonna be my personality for the next 20 years um but like on the surface the alt weird tomboy kind of girl 
and the manic pixie dream girl are like kind of similar but really digging into it the tomboy slash weird girl usually they're they are a fully formed person who like acts out of their own free will whereas like the manic pixie dream girl is just a one-dimensional like fully created by men but almost like disguised like it's for women when it's just like yes quirky girl who's probably just coded as like neurodivergent <laughs> but like, yes and is like bubbly and there to like make a sad boy less sad <laughs> how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Yeah. Yes. And talking about internalized harm. So I was diagnosed with bipolar two like a year ago. And so clearly for all of my life, I have dealt with the symptoms of bipolar two without having any idea what was going on. And so I saw those parts of me that were manic pixie dream girl, just like incredibly impulsive, very manic. Like, and then I was like, you know what? I connect with that character. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do everything that they do, which, as you said, was a design to 100% for the male gaze, like over sexualized. Like, it's so bizarre looking back and being like, whoa, I had that behavior and tried to emulate that. And then, like, The flip side was when I would get depressed. I was like, sad girl, Julia Stiles. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, how can I make myself into these two things that were written by men? It's so funny you say that because, so I was like very recently diagnosed with ADHD and like with major sensory issues. So now like looking back for me, I was looking at the parts where I'm like, oh, they always have their headphones on and like are always like have their little <laughs> fidget thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, totally. That's a cool thing to do. Whereas, <laughs> really, I was just like overstimulated all the time and was like, oh, someone has a little prop that like, <laughs> that's part of their like cool girl thing. <laughs> Great. Same. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. You can just <laughs> lean into it like a quirk. I did the same. Like, so that I can't hear anything in public. Yeah. That yeah. put up. <laughs> Truly just going around like either overstimulated. Yeah. Or I'd see something like that. Once again, it was like part of like, oh, quirky, weird, magical girl, like popping in. Um, I was like, oh yeah, this actually would make me feel better if I did this, but in a way that's like very acceptable and like appealing and still like, yeah. I'm like, this is cool, right? Because 
it's helping me right now like to fit myself into this little box yeah <laughs> oh man I so I try not to think like too much about um what my life would have been had I had like adequate resources early in life but like oh it's a same same I am in the midst of trying to get find an ADHD med that feels good um yeah and I yesterday I had a psychiatry appointment at 11 30 and guess who forgot yeah, yeah. like <laughs> I I even had the alarm go off and I was focused on a project and so I just like hit it off and then kept silencing this alarm just being like I don't know what that's for <laughs> oh my god okay okay so almost exactly the same so I asked to be set up with a psychiatrist and I'm actually I'm very happy I didn't realize they even did this but it's like this basically like public clinic thing they set me up with a psychiatrist and um, an occupational therapist that specializes in mental health and her goal is to just help me get organized I know it's great but she gives me like little homework (laughs) and I'm like forget to do them and I'll be like oh my god I forgot I had an appointment <laughs> and I'll be like I'm sorry <laughs> I like forgot we had our appointment today <laughs> that's amazing well, I have a background in special education mm-hmm. and so I work with a lot of adults who get their kids diagnosed for the first time and they're always like oh no I never noticed that because they're just like me <laughs> and I'm like yeah uh, yeah 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 you're like well uh maybe do you want to follow that that trail yeah if you ever want to talk I'm here uh but I wonder how much of that like now you know if you're on TikTok how much of the normalization of these things not that it's not normal like you know if you believe in neurodiversity like we are all neurodiverse because there's a spectrum of everything not I'm not saying everybody's on the autism spectrum I mean like yeah symptoms show up in different ways manifest differently but how much of us not figuring out our diagnosis was just that like we thought we were edgy quirky (laughs) pixie dream (laughs) until tiktok in 2020 i just thought i was natalie portman (laughs) in the rain (laughs) being like let's go run and just shout into a canyon (laughs) yeah yeah we can't have known like what we'd be that's why it feels like healing for me to watch like my parent friends or when I was a nanny just like to see the kids now like have the tools and like just like the knowledge like everything that we didn't have like it it feels like it it's like healing myself just being like okay like we are actually improving as a society as much as I could be like pessimistic about that like these kids are like I have anxiety. (laughs) That didn't exist in the nineties. Okay. Listen to me. You don't know what it was like. (laughs) So I haven't watched like a teen movie in a while and I didn't watch any, I haven't watched teen centric television, but like Lizzie McGuire was a big Mm -hmm. one for me. Yeah. Um, Even Stevens. I don't know. Did you watch that? I didn't. Okay. Shia LaBeouf. That's okay. Like the kids show he was on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, of course, like the movie Freaky Friday, or um, there was that Disney original called Wish Upon a Star. And 
there these like teen movies, including American Pie and things like that, had a very specific tropes and obviously a lot of sexist and like homophobic yeah. stuff lot, going on. A lot, lot happening. But what is it now? Like, is it better? Have things gotten better? Yes. Yes. And okay. So I'm just going to say caveat to the listeners because I, I never watch movies now. Like this is like where I think the ADHD comes out the strongest. Anything I watch, I either need it to be like familiar, like something I've seen like 10 times before, or I need to know like the whole plot ahead of time. Like I need to just like know what kind of experience I'm going to have. But like the one movie that I've seen, one of the movies I've seen recently that I can't shut up about is Book Smart. And it was ironically directed by Olivia Wilde. I say ironically because of how much like controversy she's generated as a director. Um, but it was her first directorial debut and it was incredible. Like it like passed the Bechdel test. Um, like, you know, that test where it's like, um, was there women having a conversation, just the two of them and not, a man was not a focus of their conversation and like yeah. it just like it passes the flying colors but it's like it's just it's so fun and funny and real and represents like the friendships that I had growing up which is like was not a cat fight for the boys you know like it was always like yeah. it, it was always something around that there was always like these fights or the this extreme like jealousy and things and like you know like I, I mean I had problems and like friendships where like there would be strife, but it wasn't, it was just, it was never like represented. Like I remember when Broad City came out, it was the first time that I was like, this is the first time I've seen, this is what my weekends look like when I'm with people that I love. Like, and, and like same with Booksmart, but it, I just love it because it's a teen movie. And it was just like another moment of being like, the kids are all right. <laughs> Like that's an interesting point that like having it be realistic is like revolutionary compared to yeah. the movies that we watched. Yeah. And like freaks and geeks. Yeah. When I watched that, I was like, I felt like the younger brother from that show and like Lindsay, the the older sister, like the main characters. I always felt like I really related to that. Like not feeling I thought it was weird that I was not motivated by boys. Mm -hmm. I yeah. thought I should have been motivated by boys. And so I kind of like bought into that. Like I said, I was trying to emulate the like manic yeah. pixie dream girl thing where I was like, I'm not interested in boys, but also like, I don't, it was a weird thing yeah. going on. That's why I was pretending to like punk music. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I now love certain kinds of music but back then I listened to a lot of it because the boys I liked or the people I liked to be around liked that stuff yeah but I I relate more to like book smart where weren't they like arguing about different motivations in life and like it was yeah. a little bit of a coming of age thing but it wasn't necessarily like yeah about sex or I don't remember tell me more about that it wasn't it was like it was talking about like them basically like going to college and like missing out on life experiences because they're so like focused on their goals and their next steps and like sticking to a plan and like it just actual conversations that are happening when you're that age and you're like about to graduate high school and you're like gotta figure my life out and like I was like 
very, very intense in high school about studying and being like, I have to get all like good grades. And then it'll, if not, I won't like be able to have a career. It's like so ironic now because like <laughs> my career is like talking shit on the internet kind of. Um, <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one's asked to see my report card. Uh, <laughs> but like, but um, there were moments like, um, I, I forget if it was this movie, but it was like they were playing with dolls like way past when it was like acceptable. Same with like me and my friends. We were like, don't tell anyone about this. Me like, too. We're, we're playing with maybe everyone doing that. It was more like that. It wasn't funny over boys. It was like, don't tell anyone that we're still playing with our horses, with our like <laughs> toy horses <Yeah. laughs> and our like elaborate personas. Well, okay. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to call her out. Um, so I, a lot of people know, um, AK Prizzy, the TikToker, Instagrammer who wears a robe and she says like, it's called manifesting. Look it up. And she like walks in her backyard and is like, I just need a break just today. And she like screams at the sky. Okay. Do you know who that is? I think, I think it's ringing a bell, like not super familiar, but yeah. What, what, what about her? So she's got like, you know, 300,000 followers on Instagram and TikTok. Like she's kind of a big time influencer now um, in my world. I don't know. She and I were best friends growing up. Best friends. No way. And she's the one who got me on TikTok originally, but she and I used to like get the video camera out. And around that age, like um, we both loved Freddie Prince Jr. After he was in that, she's all that. Like that era, she and I were doing really embarrassing skits and playing with dolls and doing all of these things together and like total nerds. Like people did not want to hang out with us. Yeah. And it was kind of same. We like split our ways. It's so, it's so interesting. You say like book smart, like we, I know that was in high school book smart was, but we were like the end of middle school. And I feel like I kind of went in the direction of like, and, you know, my parents split up. I was real edgy and kind of like probably was hurtful. And then she went in this direction of like, I think she joined cheer. She started running. She like changed her priorities. And then we came back together and it's like Aww. a really nice, like we're, we like talk all the time now. Um, maybe someone that. should write a movie about us. Yes. Like, uh, like actually, like, I love that. Like, um, I love like, how there's more and more of those types of stories because I think like maybe there's just this idea I'm sure there was like movie executives that are like well we need some kind of like from women we need either conflict or sex or both but like yeah being like whatever friendship just doesn't sell but it's like yeah it, it does if you actually make it funny like get yeah get some girls and gays involved in the production the writing everything and it'll be funnier than what you have going now these right these five characters um yeah and I think um okay so as far as like friendships go um we were talking like a little bit earlier about the mean girl quote-unquote and um I think it was like maybe it was a TikTok that I saw but it was like it was talking about how it was like the worst person who was the worst person in Mean Girls. And the answers were either Katie Heron or Janice. <laughs> and it was like, they were actually, no, they were actually mean. And 
the thing about Regina George is like she was up front the whole time pretty much about who she was like she would make like comments behind people's back but she never said that she was nice like never wasn't really fake like she was just like this is who I am and look take it or leave it kind of thing um whereas like Katie and um Janice were like oh they're the underdogs they're the weird ones that you're rooting for but like actually they were like lying so much kind of desperate to be cool and being like pretty manipulative and like backstabby so they were kind of they were the mean girls yeah that's a really interesting way to look at it um there there was this thing like with the underdog with the tomboy thing there was like this heroism there yeah um and now that you say that like i wonder i was gonna say like Cher from clueless is kind of like the popular girl in that um clueless to me but does it it doesn't fit right like it doesn't fit with this no Clueless feels like an outlier clueless along with like legally blonde it's one of the rare rare outliers that like still holds up today um Mm -hmm. like the characters were not flat like Cher was a genuinely caring person like yes genuinely like both owning the parts of her that were like smart and ditzy but in a real way that like was very relatable like that was a rare instance of like that was the real deal and still holds up today um except for maybe like the weird stepbrother part but that's that's besides yeah, the point right <laughs> everything else i, I yeah. like watched it not that long ago and i was like yeah this is still amazing and empowering but yeah mean girls does buy into all of that and it's such a beloved movie but i do think like yeah Lindsay of lohan was not um she was manipulative and i guess i never understood her like i thought that was kind of part of it like are we supposed to be aware that she turns like she's kind of a bad person i think she was made out to be like a good person i guess or like she would i mean she was the one that we were supposed to like see ourselves in and like even for janice like janice was just using katie to get to regina george like that was basically like that was why she was being nice to her and then katie was like yeah trying to like both thwart them the the plastics but also get in on them like they were they all had like ulterior motives yes except for the plastics were like yep this is this is who i am it's a hundred percent a hundred percent they showed their cards (laughs) but to your point like you know it's that like male gaze it's it's aspiring to be something that that they think we want to be the the end of the story is like oh then everybody liked them or like oh yeah and then they won something and it all comes back to this like idea i'm going to i'm going to quote bell hooks here for a second let's get anti patriarchy for a sec she says that all relationships when framed through this like dominance model this like one person has to win against somebody else it's like that's the patriarchy. Like that's where you get violence and hate. And so like if men, and I know that it wasn't written by a man, but Liz Lemon. Oh, oh, whatever Liz the, Lemon. Okay. No, I'm sorry. What's her name? Oh, Tina Fey. <laughs> Tina Fey. 
Oh yeah, she was the like, writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. She wrote it, but there's still this like, this like trying to dominate, trying to win something story arc that is constantly present in these. Um, where I love the idea of book smart or like the idea of actually looking at these stories where the end isn't like, yay, victory. It's like, wow, life is complicated and relationships will change and it will continue to be complex. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a big crescendo. It's just kind of like, there are like moments, there's highs and lows, but you're just like watching like character development. Like that's all I really, that's, that's all we really need. Yeah, totally. Um, But I don't know if Hollywood is ready to buy in to like, everyone loves a good singer. Everyone loves a good victory story. So like, hopefully (laughs) it's the indie flicks that are leaning in. Maybe, maybe we'll get more of them. More women writers, please. Well, that's why, that's why I'm obsessed with just, okay. It's really annoying that there's all these streaming platforms because now it's like basically every freaking website wants us to pay like 12 bucks a month to like watch movies and they're all spread out it's really annoying but one positive thing that i will say about all of it is it's it is really like democratized like kind of the content that comes out or more like before it just had to be like okay what is your movie does it fit three out of these five focus groups like okay um you know like it had to be so like it was so limited and i love that like Netflix has kind of like paved the way of like, look, we're just going to throw billions of dollars at like original content and just like see what works. And it's like, it's just allowed like people to, to tell their stories. And then there have been some like unpredictable, like winners where it's like, oh, like people do want to hear those stories. Yeah. It feels like there is this shift away from like the same thing you see over and over again, the tomboy, the mean girl. And now it's like stories and characters feels like that. Even girls, right? Do you ever watch girls? Yeah, I was a big fan and and I've had a lot of like various thoughts about since then. But for the time, one thing that's like still holds true is like it was a big mainstream representation of like flawed women, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And Lena Dunham don't have too many good things to say about her but one thing (laughs) well I mean I was a big I was a big fan at the time like now I am not um but like something that that holds up is her saying like people hated her character more than like Walter White from Breaking Bad and Tony Soprano like people that have literally killed people and she's like and I'm an annoying woman (laughs) and people are like up in arms and she's like isn't that interesting (laughs) like yeah she was just annoying and like entitled and whatever but like did not murder anyone (laughs) and (laughs) and yeah like for me like raising a half Jew has wasp environment and um focus like way too much on herself which like when it aired in my early 20s 100% way too way too like uh self-centered and I was like yeah (laughs) Yeah. great (laughs) great love love seeing it (laughs) but yeah But yeah, I mean, again, I feel kind of similarly to you about girls, but I do, I feel like that was like a a shift toward complexity um, a little bit more. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm making all of this up. 
No, I, I mean, look, like the, this whole thing is just thoughts that we're having about stuff and things. <laughs> like it's not, it's, it's not like we need to like reach a conclusion of our research, but you know, I'm sure like- No thesis. Yeah, yeah. And like one thing that I think is like basically- has affected anyone who is even remotely our age or like within you know many years on either side but like we've all just like been so damaged by the 2000s like by just everything that came with that and so it's kind of like it's a lifelong journey to like figure that out and repair it and it's only through having these conversations that it's like you can like dig in to those things um okay before we go uh, this is like very loosely related but I just wanted to talk about it which is Tara Reid we mentioned her um her internet presence at the moment like her TikTok presence um there it's been pretty shocking like first just seeing her on our screen and then also like singing these kind of like weird off tune like jazzy like cover like Britney Spears covers and just like it's very shocking at first um (laughs) (laughs) yes it is yes I agree yeah and like okay and like same with um you know it kind of reminds me of like Madonna who like I think it was like a few maybe a month ago or so but where she was doing all those like close-up like did you see this yeah. I saw one and then that was enough. Oh, so I was glued to it. So Oliver and I would like watch these videos together and we'd just be like, oh my God, cannot look away. And then one day he was like, you know what I realized about Madonna is she's just a Tia. Like she's just being a Tia. Like, and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, she is just being like, like a kooky aunt. <laughs> and like, it made me think about like my aunt and like who... Well, actually, who listens to this pod? Auntie Loney, love you, but you know you get a little wild on Facebook. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I think most people have someone in their life that's like a little wackadoodle online. And like, it's not, it's just like a normal thing. And thinking of like Madonna and also like Tara Reid in that context, it makes it go from like, is this a crisis to like, eh, you know what? <laughs> They're just like, being weird and goofy on the internet yeah yeah well when you were mentioning that the other (laughs) one that came to mind like I love I love seeing celebrities online and then when they try to step onto TikTok and they like that's when you really see the true them oh yeah like do you remember when Cher got on Twitter oh I'm obsessed obsessed with Cher on Twitter it's exactly it's exactly that energy it's like aunt on facebook energy yes it's so (laughs) good all caps like weird punctuation like using it as the search bar yeah (laughs) my husband's grandmother i had to unfollow her on all social media because she would be like she would post happy birthday on her own feed without tagging the person whose birthday it was so it would just be like once a week, it would just say happy birthday. Like who, Penny? Whose birthday is it? Who are you wishing happy birthday? Figure it out, Penny. Come on. <laughs> uh, but I love, I love seeing them, like the way that they are received. 
Yeah. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like Tara Reid is being received well. No, it seems. And like, yeah, I really do like, I do feel for her, um, especially like just thinking about like we all met her as a teenager, you know, Mm -hmm. and then she was like really cast aside by Hollywood and she is now like older than she was when we met her. And like, I don't know how old she is, like in her 40s, like, yeah, early mid 40s. Yeah. Like, so I'm 33 now. I'm sure 10 years from now with some heavy black eyeliner that's exactly what I'm gonna look like <laughs> or worse like I don't know but like it's not yeah. it's comparative to like fresh faced like yeah American Pie Tara Reed. it's a different story but like maybe not, nothing's going on and she's just like trying to be on social media and being like oh people told yeah. me that TikTok is where you're like silly and casual but like doesn't fully get the type of silly and casual Right, right. It's Ugh. it's very interesting. But also, like, to your point about Madonna, it is a little bit alarming. And I see this with people who age. Um, and, like, there's, like, a very small section of people I see this with who are really skinny. And there's something about, like, how thin she is that really is like a little bit alarming. Oh, 100%. And like, I mean, the skinniness, like I was kind of like hesitant um, a couple of weeks ago to like kind of get into like just a lot of stars that I've been noticing who I'm like, it's like really scary actually, like how yeah. um, how that's coming back. And and then I, I realized, like, cause I, I don't want to like be this like person who is commenting on like women's bodies, but it's different when it's like, this trend that people said this was going to happen they're like as soon as the 2000s were back they're like and thin like ed culture all this stuff it's coming back Mm -hmm. and i was like no but it it seems like it it is actually yeah i think the context like you said um and after we were talking about when uh, when i found tara reed's newest stuff that she's on tiktok (laughs) i watched josie and the pussycats the other day Jack, my husband loved it, by the way. He thought it was great. But um next you gotta watch Spice World with him. We're li- we're trying to find where you can stream it right now. Okay. Um, but I what I found really interesting was that she, you know, obviously has aged and and all of that, but was she is the same size as she was then today. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I know, I know adult women in my life who struggle with eating disorders. Um who are the same size and they always wanted to remain the same size. Mm-hmm. This is not my area of expertise, but to your point, it doesn't look or feel right. Like there's this, no. like, are you okay? This doesn't feel healthy. There's this like alarm that goes off when yeah. you see that where it's like, Ooh, yeah. there are so many social pressures to stay healthy, but are you okay? Like, are you okay? Yeah. It, anytime you're just trying to fight, gravity or like just trying to fight physics too much like I've said this before with like the housewives but like they all have all this money and they all do some kind of uh, some upkeep you know with procedures and like I find overall I don't find it gives a more youthful look like I feel like it does the opposite it's because it's just fighting it's just fighting because because like yeah, yeah they're, they're the odd person who is truly that thin naturally it's very rare though but for those people like you know 
it looks a little more natural. I know those people get trouble to, you know, people will like kind of be invasive with people that are like naturally that, but like, it's so much more rare that someone has that naturally versus like just, you know, what we're witnessing now, which is like not natural in a lot of them. That's, that's the biggest thing is like it. And I know actually, like, I know a lot of people get the lip filler not because they want it to look like they have natural full lips, but because they like the look of like the big lips with the filler look. Totally everybody's whatever. I think what you're you're mentioning is like the uncanny valley. Like after a certain point, it's like, uh, if you feel great, awesome, super cool, totally fine. But you don't look like you feel great. Like there's are yeah. you okay? And I think that's where people, when they saw Madonna, they were like, whoa. And when they saw Tara, were maybe just like, this combined with you maybe not picking up on the social situation here on TikTok, like something's, yeah, hmm. Yeah. But unfortunately, the comment section is just like not being very nice about no. it. No, I, but it's true. Like I, they did not get the memo. I think they got like a quarter of the memo, which was like, TikTok is a wacky place. You could be yeah. real silly. Yeah. And it's like, just like, mm, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> it's subtle, but you gotta yeah. I don't know how to quite describe what it is, but that's not it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also to your point earlier, is like Hollywood has continuously not been nice to her or kind to her. Um Madonna or Tara Reed? Tara Reed. Yeah. Well, I mean, guess I guess both to an extent. Yeah, but I, I a little bit of me saw that and was just like, um, oh man, like this is gonna continue to not go well. I felt the heartbreak. Like I felt the like, oh no, like just yeah, it. Yeah, it, yeah. I I know. I'm like, I want just the cringe. The like, uh, I'm rooting for you. But you know what? I will say. Okay, so. <laughs> I've felt the same way about Lindsay Lohan for many years and I've been like rooting for her and I think we all are, you know, but um, seeing the trailers for her, like her Christmas movie that's coming out this year, like, or, and I think soon and maybe in a month or so, she looks great. And I've been feeling like, yeah, she, and she's like the star of the movie and it's coming out on Netflix. And I'm just like, yes, like you can turn it around. Maybe this is it. I mean, this is the best I've seen her just like, you know, like, and I mean like vibes too. I'm not just talking about her physical appearance, like her just, you know, I'm like, this is her year. That's exciting. I saw that she was doing that. Um, we're rooting for him. I'm rooting for Tara Reid. I've even listened to a few episodes of Lindsay Lohan's podcast called The Lowdown. I didn't know she had one. Yeah, not many people know. <laughs> I just want to support her. <laughs> she interviews people yeah yeah, yeah i'm into like, it yeah like good <laughs> i don't know <laughs> is she on tiktok no maybe i don't know let's go we'll, we'll okay check after this <laughs> after this i'm logging on i'm looking for her yeah. for sure yeah laura this was lovely as always love talking to you and the audience oh, i love talking to you too um yeah this is a little cozy part of the internet um for anyone who's not 
following you. Um, tell everyone where they can find you. And also like, if you don't mind what services you offer, because I think they're fantastic. Thank you. Um, so you can find me on TikTok or Instagram at that darn chat. And, uh, if you go to my website, thatdarnchat.com, I do workshops. I have some really fun stickers. Um, and I do coaching. Basically I'm like a third party and I come in and I help you find more balance and distribute your household tasks so that you're not just making lists for each other, but you are actually sharing the mental load. Yeah. And communicating effectively, um, rather than just like bickering about the lists. No more squabbling. Yeah. Yeah. Doing a healthy way. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. All right, guys, that's it for today. Don't forget to subscribe, leave me a review. Heck, leave a five-star review while you're at it. Follow me on Instagram. It's become a whole thing and TikTok. And I'll see you next week. Au revoir, mes amours. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.